What a, what a Sunday. I'm excited. It's the very first Sunday of 2021. Oh my goodness, did I just say that out loud? We thought it was all over in the year 2000, didn't we? If you're old enough, you thought it was over in 1984. 84 reasons Jesus was coming in 1984. And then we had the other one, Jesus was coming in 1987. 87 reasons why Jesus was coming in 1987. That's, that's actually, they wrote books on it. Amen. Then 2000, and, and then 2015. We all were thinking 2015 could be the year. We're not sure when it is. But the one thing we are sure of is that we can look at the signs of the time and know that Jesus is very close. And if there's ever been a time for the church to arise, ever been the time for the church to become more powerful, it's right now. It's not a time to retract. It's a time to move forward. It's not a time for you and I to, uh, to whittle back and climb into our, our fetal position. It's time for us to stand up, lock our arms, Arms, lock our face, put our backbones to it and say, God, it doesn't matter what it costs for souls to be saved. It's worth it all. Can I hear an amen? amen. 2020 was a very challenging year. Can I hear an amen? amen? But you never really know where you are in your faith until you have challenging times. So you've learned how to walk in a way. You've learned how to be faithful in a way. You've heard, learned how to walk even in difficult situations and stand firm in your faith. Last year was Unstoppable, the Supernatural Church. One of the things I've learned is that it's so easy for people just to jump from one theme to the next theme. But I want you to recognize that if you haven't learned the last one, you're going to have a challenge learning 2021. I gave the example on Thursday night. If you've been left behind, I don't know, don't raise your hand, but maybe you got left behind in a classroom. Maybe you didn't graduate second class. You had to repeat second grade. Well, you know what? They had you repeat second grade because you weren't going to be ready for third grade. And you would have failed miserably in third grade if you didn't pass second grade. And it's the same thing in the kingdom. You see, the principles of heaven are yea and amen. You cannot live the life of heaven with earth's principles. Heaven does not run with the conceptions of man. Heaven does not run with how man does things on this earth. Heaven only works by kingdom principles. And you and I need to grab it because if we are trying to manipulate God in the realm of the spirit through natural means, we will find ourselves continually stoppable. But if you and I will grab a hold of these eternal principles, we will see that God's kingdom comes his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you run and learn God's eternal principles so that you can bring heaven to earth. As a believer, if you've not learned unstoppable, the supernatural church, and let's be honest, right now we still have about 300 people that have not been back to the house of God. They have not learned unstoppable, the supernatural church. And I'm not condemning them. I'm not tearing them down. But the fact is, is that if you cannot stand during a pandemic, you're never going to stand during persecution. I want to remind you what they did in the times of Nero. 
They would take your children, they would wrap them in goat's fur or lamb's fur, and they would take a crowd in that Colosseum filled with people, and they would be cheering on as wild animals, whether they were lions or dogs or some other kind of fierce animal that was hungry because they had starved it. And they would look at you as a parent and they would say, if you do not recant your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, your children will be eaten in front of you. And they would take your children if you would not turn your back on Jesus. And they would throw your children out in that Colosseum. Literally, not figuratively. This is historical. This is not figurative. And literally, the animals would come out and start tearing your children apart as they'd be screaming for mom and dad. And they would be eaten in front of you. Oh, you, you thought you were going to come get encouraged this morning. You are. But the fact is, is if you cannot stand during pandemic, how would you stand during that? Amen. This is not joking stuff. This is real stuff. If we think that persecution is not going to increase in the body of Christ, then we're delusional. We're going to see in, these, in, the, in the year 2021 some things that God spoke to my heart that are going to happen that are very real. The Bible, the word of God spoke to my heart and he said in 2021, there's going to be great change within the church as well as more change within the earth. I want you to realize that even all the stuff that is happening with the presidential race is not over and that there will be great chaos that will ensue the things that are going to happen. No matter who gets into office, has nothing to do with office. It has to do with that the chaos is going to ensue because the world continually has to spin out of control so that the Antichrist come on, can come on the scene. I want you to realize that change is coming not just to the world, but change is coming in 2021 to the church. Our verse for the year is going to be found in the, book of, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 19. And it says this, listen carefully. If I shout, listen carefully. Turn to the person next to you and say, come on now, you got to listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. It will not, you, excuse me, will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is going to do a new thing within the church. Now I want you to realize there is nothing new under the sun. But I hear you. It's time for the church to recognize that being good and religious is not working in these end times. Being a people that are just going to come to church on a Sunday morning, say your nice little religious stuff, sing a few little kumbaya songs, and leave here after throwing George in the plate is not going to work. The God of heaven is calling forth the body of Christ to bring change to this world, but change first must come to the church, and God is going to do a new thing within the body of Christ. It's going to be a supernatural thing within the body of Christ. It's going to be an outpouring within the body of Christ. It is going to be genuine revival within the body of Christ. Revival is not just shouting and dancing, but revival is people grabbing their, grabbing the rug at the altar and confessing their sins, living right before the Lord. There is a transition happening as the remnant will rise and as the religious will flee. On a normal basis, every year, 9,000 churches close. But in 2020, they're saying about 90,000 plus churches will have closed. 
It is imperative that the body of Christ comes to an awakening within our lives. What is that awakening? That Jesus is coming soon and that the church must be ready. And 2021 is a season for the body of Christ of an outpouring of revival to where our hearts will be on fire for God. The fuego of heaven, the power of heaven is going to be released in our lives. The supernatural church, the body of Christ is no longer going to be silent within the building but it's going to be loud. You see, the world has heard the hum, but it's time to hear the shout. It's time to hear the roar. The body of Christ is not unessential. The body of Christ is the essential. We are the body. We are the hands. We are the feet. We are Jesus Christ on this planet. The Lord spoke to me as well in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17, that judgment is going to begin in the house of God. That this year, you're going to need to get your heart right. You're going to need to make sure that you're aligned with heaven. You're going to have to make sure that you get sin out of your life. I said, get sin out of your life. I said, get sin out of your life. God is going to require holiness within your life. In 2021, with this great outpouring of God's Spirit, there'll be a mass amount of conviction coming upon the church, and judgment begins in the house of God. And what will occur as judgment is happening? That people are either going to get right with God, or they're going to run away from God. And when they do, they're going to be so vehemently angry at God that they're going to attack His church. They're going to speak vile things about His body, vile things about his servants. They're going to speak vile things about you because you're serving God and you decided to be holy and start living right before God as revival is in your life. If you are a people pleaser, 2021 is going to be an enormous challenge for you. Normal Christianity as we've seen it is not going to be any longer. If one of the parties gets in there, and I'm just going to say it straight up. If the Democratic Party gets in, one of the attacks is going to be against the church that the church has never seen before. You'll be losing posture and position. I am not a political pastor. You've not heard me say one thing about, not one thing about the election. But I will tell you when you start looking at platforms, the Democratic Party has already been very clear that they are going to be attacking the body of Christ. They're going to start taking away rights. They're going to start taking away position. Even as we've watched our governor do this against the body of Christ, we're going to see it on a national level. And this will bring great persecution to the church as we have never seen before. And persecution is either going to bring the sheep in or to drive the sheep out. Judgment will begin in the house of God. This year, the theme, and I want you to shout it out loud with me. Actually, we're going to show a video first. Go ahead and hit it, guys. And this graph tonight showing cases over time. We're now at a third peak, moving even higher. Protests, the riots. More than 1,000 students now forced to stay home after dozens tested Police positive. Police in Albuquerque cracking down on mass gatherings as cases rise again. Well, it was interrupted at the service yesterday by police. Now, the governor's decision to re-close places of worship is actually being met with acceptance. 
It's time to be believers and not doubters. It's time to be citizens and not visitors. Rise up and share the goodness of God with everyone around you. But I'm determined not to be a cold church. I'm determined not to be a lukewarm church. I'm determined that the fire of God is going to be in the body of Christ. Our theme for 2021 is changing forward. Change forward. Shout it out loud with me. This is the year. Change forward. Come on now, shout it out loud. This is the year. Change forward. Now you might be saying, that's just very strange, Pastor. But I want you to hear me. We're already starting to hear it in the secular realm. My wife and I were watching television the other night and watched a commercial come up, and they actually used this theme already. Last year's theme was being used by Marriott. Last year's theme was being used by churches across the United States. Last year's theme. I want you to realize the world hears the hum of God and it's time for the body of Christ to stop being dull of hearing in our spiritual man. And it's time for us to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. It's time to change forward. Whether you like it or not, change is going to come. Whether you like it or not, change is inevitable. No matter who you are, no matter what gender you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter what country you live in, no matter what your nationality would be, no matter what your ethnicity will be, change is always coming to your life. Some change is stuff that you've created. Some change is change that you brought into your own life. But the majority of change that happens is change that is out of your control. The majority of change that has happened and will happen even in the future are choices that you aren't personally making, but they're making you change, but then you have a choice. I will either change forward or I will change backwards. I cannot remain in the same position. I will never be neutral. There is no such thing as neutral. The church can never be neutral. Neutral. The church will either move forward or will move rearward. It will either move forward or will backslide. And whether you like it or not, churches have backslidden all over the United States, all over the world. Just because they have na- the name church on it does not mean they're the house of God any longer. Jesus said it the best with the church of Laodicea. He simply said, listen, that because you are neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, I'll projectile vomit you out of my mouth. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, I will sup with him and he with me. He wasn't talking to the world. He was actually talking to his own church. You see, when change comes, it immediately starts moving us. Change literally 
moves your direction of life. And it will either be a move forward or it will be a move rearward. It will either be a move forward or you're going to retract yourself to a position where you think that you're safe, but you're never safe in the background. You're never safe in the backing. You're never safe in the rear guard. You are only safe as you're moving forward. As we know, as we've talked, as we've shared, according to the actual armor of God, Ephesians chapter 6, there is no armor on your backside. The only armor you have is on your front side. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet shod for the preparation of the gospel of Christ. You and I know that we have the belt of truth upon us and that we have the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and prayer that keeps it all together. You and I will not be able to survive. Change that is coming in our lives. Change that is coming in your life. Change that has come in your life. It will either bring you forward or you're going to start running backwards and then you're an open target for the devil. Change is inevitable. Not one person is ever going to be able to escape it. Everybody's effects are different. Some are positive, some are negative, some are excited. How many of you had an exciting change in your life? Maybe you got a raise at work. I'm looking at my daughter and my son-in-law in the front row with a brand new baby. They were excited. This was great change for them. Great change, Brother Antonio, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> great change. And yet, thank God, they, they, you know, that change brought about that. But here we have people even today that we were praying for in the beginning. Listen, that person has change in their life. They did not plan it. They did not want it. They did not desire it. It is catastrophic to them. But at the same time, change will either move you forward or backwards. This year, we're going to have to make some serious choices. Just a few weeks ago, I, we were able to marry this beautiful young man. Come on up here, young man. Where's your bride? Is your bride right here? Where, oh, where has the bride gone? Is she here? There she is. Come here, honey. I'll stand back. You can take that off. Why don't you kiss him? No, come on, stud. Give your bride a bit. Oh, oh, come on now. One kiss on the lips. He's a stud, isn't he? You still like him? Yeah. Are you glad you married him? Are you excited? Yes, I bet you are. Are you excited? Very. Very excited? Amen. Change. Cha-cha change. Sorry, David Bowie came out. Sorry. Change. One couple gets married, they're just elevated in love. They can't wait to hold each other, kiss each other. You should have kissed quicker. Kiss each other. <laughs> and then you see another couple getting a divorce that were once in that position. And you hear the heartbreak. You hear the sadness. 
One might not have chosen it, the other did. And all of a sudden, now you're looking at changes coming to your life. We have to make a decision this year. We cannot allow, to, allow our circumstances to own our lives. Some of you, you dealt with health your whole life, and now you're dealing with some sickness in your life. And you're saying, how is this possible? I don't understand how this is possible. Change came in your life. But now you have a choice. I'm going to change forward with the Word of God, or I'm going to change backwards and give up lose hope and get discouraged. I have a choice to make. Change is real. Change is powerful. Change is transforming. And it's always going to come to our lives. And this year, change is going to be required of your life from God. Some of you have given him just enough to get to heaven. God is not interested in your... In, I had to be nice there. Some of you just given yourself enough to God to get to heaven, or you think so. But God has never required half. He's always required whole. He's not required for you to placate him with your religious actions. He's interested in your heart. He wants you, not part of you, all of you. And this year, God's going to require that. He's going to put the pressure on for that. He's going to intensify that. And then every one of us are going to have a choice to make. Will we choose to go all in for Jesus? Don't you remember the young man, Jesus? He walked up to Jesus and said, Jesus, I've been faithful since a boy. I've tithed. I've done this. I've done that. I've done all the good religious things. And Jesus looked at him and said, now this is what I want you to do, rich young ruler. I want you to sell all that you have and follow me. And he walked away sad because he wanted enough of God to make himself look good make his God almost happy, but he didn't want to sacrifice his whole life. This year, God's going to require things that we've never had option to give before. He's going to ask things from you that you've never even anticipated before. He's going to require things to come out of your life that you've had your whole life. He's going to say there are people in your life that have got to leave. There are actions in your life that have got to leave. There are thoughts in your life that have got to leave. There are habits in your life that have to leave. We have got to recognize that this change forward, God has never brought change that he didn't bring blessing. God has never brought change that he did not fill with greater things. But there's a time and a situation that we all got to make a decision on. Will I choose to live in comfort or will I choose to accelerate my passion for God? And you see, this is not going to be something that is just pansy required. And the reason for that is because the hatred that's going to come to the body of Christ that we have never seen before, you will not be able with the, to withstand if what your most important priority is, is people liking you. You're either a God pleaser or you're a man pleaser. I said amen. Man, it's been a hard one for me. I'm, I'm one who likes everybody like me. Over the years, I've had different persecution. Over the years, I've had people lie about me. Over the years, it's been challenging. But in the last three years, it's been the most challenging of my life. 
as I've been accused of things I have never even contemplated doing, as I've been lied about like Joseph was, as I've had people make accusations that have no validity or truth within them, and they know it, they flat out lied, and they flat out made false accusations. It didn't matter. It didn't matter to them. But I had to make a choice, and I had to make a decision, because now change came in my life. Now I'm actually having something happen to me that has never happened before, and I have to make a choice. Am I going to choose to move forward, or am I going to choose to live backwards? Am I going to live in bitterness and strife and anger and malice, or am I going to say, ah, forgive them, Father. And Lord Jesus, I just ask that you help them. I just ask that you build them. Lord, i got to make a choice. Am I going to move forward in your gospel, or am I going to be dragged back by the change that came that I did not choose? Every one of us have choices. In 2021, in this year of change forward, we're going to have to make these choices. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve made a choice, and it changed everything. David, from tending the sheep as a a little boy and killing the lion and the bear, all of a sudden he was propelled before a giant. That change, he had to make a choice. Will I cower and go back to the sheep or will I stand in the name of the Lord my God and throw what I know and that is a little stone and I know that God is for me and God is going to aim it right and I'm going to take down that foul, uncircumcised Philistine and I'm going to bring glory to God. He had to make a choice of the change that was posed in front of him. Jesus had to make a choice on the cross. He could have called the angels to deliver him from the physical agony that he was having in his body. It wasn't wasn't fictitious. It wasn't a good philosophical story. It wasn't just some kind of parable. But literally, his body was torn and ripped and beaten. Literally, he was bleeding to death. Literally, he was being tortured. And he could have called the legions of angels. And they could have come and delivered that change that was in front of him. He had to make a choice Will I change forward, die and rise from the dead and bring forth salvation to the Gentiles? Or will I choose to say this is just too much and I'm out? Some of you have made that choice. You've still come to church, but you make that choice. Persecution to the church of of, of Jerusalem. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost these men are not drunk as you suppose. And he started preaching the gospel of Jesus. And man, they were baptized in the Holy Ghost that day. And by the way, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues, you better get Bill filled with the Holy Ghost this year. You need the Holy Ghost this year. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost this year more than you've ever needed it before because you cannot rely upon natural power. You're not going to be able to rely upon your natural strength or your natural ability. You're going to need to rely upon the name of the Lord your God and be able to stir up the gift of God that's within you that you receive by the laying on of hands. When persecution came to Jerusalem, change happened. You remember Saul who became Paul? 
His whole job was persecuting the church. His whole job was taking you who say you love Jesus. You love Jesus, right? Taking you and taking you to prison and beating the living snot out of you, separating you from you and your, your little girls and making sure that you do not have a relationship with your family anymore. And the only reason you're in jail is because you say you love Jesus. It literally changed Christianity. It drove Christianity out of the city called Jerusalem and drove it into the nations about that were around, opened up by the Roman roads. Christianity then started to saturate the known world at that time. But if change, listen now, even persecution brought change. If change had not happened, you see, we always look at change as negative. I'm here to tell you, you need to get used to some change. I said, you need to get used to some change. You need to say, God, I need some change in my life. God, I need transformation in my life. Yes, I thank you for the comfort of the old, but God, you have something new. And listen now, sometimes if you aren't willing to move, persecution will come. Then you have a choice. Will I cower in a little tower up here in Jerusalem, making sure nobody knows who I am? I'm not going to say I'm a Christian. I'm not going to tell anybody I love Jesus. I'm just going to live my life. Or are you going to be a man or woman of God who are going to say, Listen now, I don't care what people say. If I get persecuted, I get persecuted. And you know what, God? If you want me to go to Samaria, hmm, Philip went to Samaria, preached Jesus, and great signs and wonders happening. And guess what? The Bible says the city got saved, and great joy came to the city because change happened in Jerusalem. You better get ready. You need to get ready for change. This is negative. This is positive. You see, if you're not born again, you should be a little scared. But if you are born again, you got the Holy Ghost down in your soul, just as the Bible says. If you got Jesus down in your spirit, you can't fail. You can't lose. You can't shudder. You can't shy. You can stand up with the Holy Ghost inside, and you can declare, calling those things which are not as though they already are, standing in the power and the might of the Holy Ghost. You see, this is who we are. And the devil just hopes that when change starts coming, the church will start cowering. You see, I, I'm concerned at times for people in the body of Christ. Why? Well, because, because so many, they, they make God their convenience option. If I got time, if I, if I like it, Jesus said, you know, he, he didn't say, listen now. Forsake not the assembling of yourself unless the pastor stinks. Now, listen, I'm not talking about doctrine. If doctrine's bad, you shouldn't be there. Amen. Amen. If they're not Holy Ghost, you shouldn't be there. Amen. Come on now. If people aren't getting saved, you shouldn't be there. Amen. If people aren't getting healed, you shouldn't be there. Amen. Amen. People aren't getting delivered, you shouldn't be there. Amen. If you're not being equipped for the work of the ministry, brought to unity and brought to maturity, you shouldn't be there. Amen. But if you are there... I said, if you are there, Amen. oh, come on. I, I felt, geez, that was, that, I felt I was in an African-American church just for a second. <laughs> My favorite church to preach at was a Latino church down in New York City. They, they shouted louder than I did. I had so much fun. Cha-cha change. Will you change? What's your reason for not changing? Your brain's part of it, by the way. I don't know if you realize that. 
your physi physiological brain doesn't like change. Your brain only holds 2% of your body mass, yet uses 20% of all your energy. So what it does is this. As you're processing, as you're thinking physiologically, scientifically, as you're thinking, your brain is starting to bring organization to your thoughts, organization to your... Has anybody figured that out yet? That Google thing, that Google Assist literally will tell you when you get in your car where you're going next. <laughs> Scary. Your brain does the same thing because we are people of habits. Why your brain wants you to remain in a habit is because once it is established that is a habit, it then moves that thought, that action, to a lower energy-consuming portion of your brain so that now it is ex that, that habit is now ex extracting less energy so it can produce more in other areas. So every time you come to change, it's not just physical desire, emotional desire, spiritual desire. You've got to bring your body into subjection. Some, some people have problems with that. I'm on day five of, okay, day four and a half of no sugar. Uh, I didn't want to lie during the sermon. I'm sorry. I came and there was, there was Sister Craig's Christmas sugar cookies <laughs> with a cup of coffee. There's only one thing that can happen. Dunk Santa. <laughs> Four and a half days with no sugar. I love sugar. No, no, you don't understand. I love sugar. It's a tough part of the sermon. <laughs> I love sugar. When I get up in the morning, I, I look over and I see lucky charms. <laughs> and the Lord would say, the wrong Lord, but the Lord would say, low L, not high L. You need a bowl and a half. And save all of the marshmallows to the end. <laughs> We got Pop-Tarts, not just Pop-Tarts. I don't know if you know, they don't even make that brown sugar one any longer. They stopped making it. It's called demonic. <laughs> but I have some. And I was spinning Lazy Susan. I don't know why it's called Lazy. Lazy Susan. And there is the box of Pop-Tarts. That was Friday morning. I looked at it and I said, one is not a big deal. 
just eat one. Now, I don't eat just eat one. I like, I toast it. And then I put holes in the back of it opposite of the, of, of, of the frosting. And then I take butter and I, and I take the, no, 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 I didn't say margarine. I said butter. And you take the butter and you, you melt it over top. Come on now. And, and then it just saturates into the holes. And then you sit back with a nice, healthy glass of lactate. I had a choice, and I chose to move forward because I was challenged at seeing my toes. I had to make a choice. We all have to make a choice. We have to make a choice to move forward in our walk with God. We have to make a choice to move forward in our health. We have to make a choice to move forward in our wealth. We have to make a choice, and not just choices that we want to make out of our flesh, but it's time to get into the Word of God and make the choices that God has declared. Make the choices that are going to change your life so that you're more like Jesus. Make the choices that you're going to make that is going to drive your generations to knowing God so that you're not going to have to look back and say, I'm so sad because now I'm serving God with all my heart while my kids serve the devil. We've got to make a choice in our life, and the choice has to be forward. Oh, pastor, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's a lie from hell. Well, we've never done it that way before, pastor. That's why I like changing the chairs up here. I can't wait to change. I got one, one pattern that I love to change it to because it makes so many people mad. <laughs> we'll change it soon. Maybe next week. Anticipation. People hate change. Oh, I knew this pastor who took over a church and God started pouring out his spirit. I'm talking like people were getting saved. First time in 25 years, people were giving their hearts to Jesus. The worship, this is our pastor from West Virginia. The worship was, was so anointed that people would weep. And man, they would come to the altar. God was moving in their lives. After one year of taking the church from 30 to over 100 people, the board came to him and said, we don't like the way you're doing it. We like it the old way. So the pastor left. Now they got 20. You see, just because it was the old way don't mean it's the right way. And just because it worked before don't mean it's going to work now. There's a great book. What got you here won't get you there. Come on now. Well, you know, pastor, I'm just going to sit back and watch and let the change happen. And then if I like it, I like it. I had this family. They came one time when we were all the way back in, in, uh, in the Holiday Inn. We had maybe 25, 30 people. You were there. And this very uppity couple came. Well to do. Man, they look good. They smell good. They drove nice cars. Came and they sat in the church for two weeks. And I said to them, I'm so glad you're here. And they said, well, we're not going to stay. You know, you're too small. When you get larger, we'll come. And I said, you don't have to. You keep driving to Rochester. Figure that out. I don't know where they are today. Maybe you're watching. You should have come. 
We're bigger than 25 now. Change! Man, I'm here to tell you today, I've had people look at me and say, I don't care, pastor. I don't care if God says it. I'm not changing. This is just the way it is. I want you to know something. That means you're living in old, old time. You remember that sermon I preached? Old time. Old time is dead time. Dead time means there's no life in it, and it means you'll be consumed by it. And soon your life will be lost. Why will it be lost? Because even if you live, you're not living. Because you cannot live in dead time. You've got to make a decision in your spirit. Change is coming. Man, some of the change I need to make. Ah, some of the change the Holy Ghost is going to put his finger on and say, you've got to change this. Some of the change you're not even going to have the opportunity to choose whether you like it, whether it's good and or bad. But every one of those choices, you've got to make a choice. I'm going to move forward in the change. I'm not going to look back. I'm going to forget those things which are behind, but I'm going to press on towards the mark of the high goal in 2021. This is the year to change forward. You've got to pick yourself up and start moving in a direction you've never moved before because if you never go somewhere you've never been, you'll never be where you're supposed to be. Some of you have lived there. Man, you've been coming to this church 10 years. You still don't know anybody here. You should be teaching by now, but you're not teaching. We still got to hand you the pacifier. As I said on Thursday, we got to wipe the hiney butts. Yeah, that doesn't bring a good word picture, does it? If you can wipe your own, wipe your own. Amen. That's the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. It's time to grow up. And in 2021, with the changes that are coming in our lives, if you're unwilling to make changes, you're going to hate God. You'll come to that place where complacency will no longer work for your life. You will hate God. That God stuff didn't work for me. I that preacher, all he wants is your money. Oh my goodness, it's, yeah, it's all about this. It's all about, I hate church. I hate God. I had a man say that to me this week. I'm done with church. You're an idiot. You're going to go to hell. Well, I don't need to go to church to go to heaven. You don't need the church to go to heaven, but you need a church to grow. And Jesus said, if you're not growing on the tree, he's going to cut you off and throw you in the fire. It's no joke this year. Man, it's time for the church to change forward. It's time for us to put on our, come on now, big boy pants. And let's grow up. Because when change comes, if you're not willing to change with God, you're going to change against God. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. A man or a woman, they've made a choice. I, 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 we've lost so many ladies in this church because they don't think you men are cute. <laughs> so they go to the bar. They pull some dude out of the bar thinking they're going to do... E evangelistic soul winning. Yes. 
Well, the guy ain't interested in her soul. He's interested in her britches. So he's going to get down in her pants and all of a sudden now she's got a soul tie going on and now she's going to sell her soul for some boy. Can tell you how many ladies have left this church. That's the exact reason. Found me a man. Does he love Jesus more than you? Well, no, but I'm going to bring him to church. Oh, no, you're not. He'll come to church for a little bit, but then he's going to go back to the life that he loves. I've seen on one hand the amount of people in 33 years that have gotten saved, just saved, because before, after they got married. Just a handful. I might actually be able to go two hands. But in 33 years, it's little. I've watched men sell their soul for a dollar more an hour on a Sunday morning. Well, it's $10. Sure. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world, loses his own soul? What are you willing to sell your soul for? Change. Will you change forward? Or will you go backwards? God's going to require it this year. Now, you see, I've, I, I, God gave me all this stuff probably three to four months ago. We started sharing it with the staff three to four months ago. And the prophetic stuff that God spoke to my heart that he was going to do, I've had written down for a long time. And then this week, as I start turning on the prophets, I'm hearing them prophesy the exact same thing. T.D. Jakes, Pastor Chris, Christmas, Oh, Christmas tree, Pastor Christmas. Other prophets, uh, someone just told me, where was that, Abilene? Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico is prophesying the same thing. Why? It's the same Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is moving God's church in the same direction. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And in the hearing, we have to make choices. Will I change forward with God or will I change backwards? I'm going forward too, Uncle Harold. He's 85 years old, right? 85? 85 years old, still pressing towards the mark. He's changed a lot. Uncle Harold, you've changed a lot since you've come here. How many years have you been here? Three or four years. Five years now. Hey, when you hit 80, it goes by quicker. But you got to figure, he was, in the, he was in church how many years, Auntie? Six, 60? At least 40 years? 40 years in the church. He's seen more change in five years in his life because he's chosen to move forward. I challenge you, change forward in 21. Change forward. Respond to the Holy Spirit. Respond to the Word of God. Respond to the Spirit of faith. Respond to the prophetic word. Respond and you will move forward in a capacity that you never even thought even feasible in your life. It will be feasible in your business. It will be feasible in your family. It will be feasible in your spiritual life. It will be feasible in your church life. It will be feasible in your friend's life. And God will bring you many souls in the last days. 
as long as you choose to change forward. If not, let me tell you what your life will be. You will soon get sick of me because I'm a pusher. You're going to get sick of me. And then you're going to get sick of the church. Then you've got to get nasty to the church because you've got to validate your feelings inside. You see, you always got to validate so you can sleep at night. You'll even, I just talked to a young lady dealing with homosexuality and now she's trying to validate her homosexuality. Well, that just meant child pornography, child sin. No, 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 I'm sorry. Sex, man to man, woman to woman is homosexuality and the Bible says it'll give you over to a reprobate mind. You need to repent. But everybody wants to validate themselves. Well, I'm an okay person. I'm a good person. God is not interested in you being good. There's none good but one, and that's him. God is interested in you changing to be more like him so that more souls can be saved. You're here for a reason. If you're breathing, shout amen. amen. Those who didn't shout amen, may the Lord take your breath. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's time to change. Amen. Cha-cha change. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you that you are not the God of the future. You're not the God of the past. You're the God of the now. Because you're eternal in eternal time, there is no such thing as past. There is no such thing as present. There is no such thing as future. It is only now. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to get right. Now is the time to choose. Choose you this day whom you may serve. Jesus, I pray that your church in these last days will have true, genuine revival, such a passion that you will literally be our first love, that our mates won't be our first love, that our children will not be our first love, that our toys will not be our first love, that literally nothing will come in, 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 in between you and us in any way, shape, or form. Revive us, O oh Lord, and that means change will come. Change in our habits, change in our thinking, change in our lifestyles. You'll become our priority. I pray that in the name of Jesus, in 21, I prophesy that you're raising up that remnant church that will be such soul-winning, soul-driven people that God, nothing else, even their own life doesn't matter. I declare it, Father, you've been holding that remnant to do your mighty exploits. I thank you that we are the supernatural church, that we don't need to rely on our own strength, that we don't need to rely upon our own power, but that the closer we are to you, the stronger the anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. And thank you that when hell starts licking our toes, change comes that we don't like, change comes <laughs> that is not fun, Change comes that brings even to the normal person turmoil. I declare we will live in the peace of God and we will not be distracted from our purposes because we're changing forward, keeping our eyes on you, the author and the finisher of our faith. This is the year, Jesus, 2021. 
we declare it to be the greatest year of our lives for the glory of God. The more souls saved, the more bodies healed. The more lives transformed, the more drug addicts delivered, the more alcoholics set free. Our families come into the altar and being saved, Jesus. Our children that away will run, oh God, and worship with. More workers than we've ever seen before. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers for your glory. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. As you can tell, we're not here to build a church. We're here to build God's kingdom. If I was here to build a church, I wouldn't have said half the things I did. I'd have just made you happy and sweet and everybody sing kumbaya. I'm here because God has sent me to bring you a message, and that is that Jesus is coming soon and that the church this year in 2021 is going to rise to a new level. Will you change? Today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you need the greatest change, and it's a simple change. The, the Bible says salvation is free. The blood of Jesus, those who call upon it in the name of the Lord shall be saved today. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need him. You need him. Oh, if I could compel you, if I could grab you, if I could bring an awakening to you, you need him. You need Jesus. Without Christ, you can't go to heaven. Without Christ, you have no divine purpose. Today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you want him in your life, I'd like you to slide your hand up in the air this, this morning. Is there anyone here that needs Jesus as their Savior? Five. Thank you, sir, in the back. Thank you very much. You can put it right back down. Hallelujah. Five, four. Come on, get your hand up. Three, two. Come on, last call. Last week, two people gave their heart to the Lord. I was so excited in second service. We hadn't seen people saved in a few months. And in and, and this church, we, we've never, all, very rarely do we ever go a Sunday without seeing somebody give their heart to the Lord. I'm going to ask one more time, is anybody here? You need to get right with Jesus. Five, four, three, get your hand up. Two, thank you, sir. Last call and one. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's make this declaration. Jesus, come on, right out loud together. Jesus. My life is not my own. In 2021, I choose to change forward. I'm going to run to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, what you put on my life, I will obey. What the Word says, I will obey. I will change to be more like you. And I will be the greatest witness in my circle of friends, in my circle of influence, I will be a soul winner. I will be one that people hate, but I will be the one they come to. So Jesus, I lay my life on the altar of God as a living sacrifice. I'm all yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you raise your hand for salvation right at the end of service, Mindy's right on over here. I want to remind you of something. We have something called the Connect Room. Some of you have been in this church for a decade, literally, and you've not connected with anybody. Whether you're brand new or haven't connected, what I want you to do is I want you to make your way to the Connect Room. It's over, and it will be as you're leaving the doors to your left-hand side. Don't leave. You may be seated. Pastor Rhonda has a word. Hello, 
closer. Good morning, and this is the part of the service that we don't want to miss out on, especially in this new year. This is called our first fruits. Everything that we're doing right now is first fruits, and the Word of God tells us in Ezekiel 44, 20, 10, 44.10, that when we give our first fruits, that blessing will rest upon our homes. So as we're preparing our offering this morning to give to the Lord, this is your first. This is your best presented to God. And this sets the tone for the rest of your year. It sets the tone for the harvest that you're going to walk in. So as you're preparing your offering, remember this is your first and your best of 2021 that we're going to be giving to our King. And I love the promises of his word so much. I love that in Ezekiel, it tells us that when we do this, the blessing of the Lord will rest on our homes. And that's what I want to walk in is the blessing of the Lord at all times, especially in this unpredictable climate that we live in. We need the resting of the Lord upon our homes. Amen. Stand to your feet. We're going to make our supernatural de declaration. Again, this is not a religious act. This is the word of God going forth that will perform. It does not return void. When we obey the word of God, it's going to perform on our behalf. You're 2020, 2021 is going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed when we obey the word of God. So repeat after me, Deuteronomy 28. It says, if I obey, then I am blessed going in and I am blessed going out. I am blessed in my storehouse and I am blessed in my basket. The blessings will chase me down. They're going to trip me up because I'm a child of God and I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. Go ahead as you leave this, this morning, give your offerings in the buckets as you leave and make sure that you're ready to change forward this year. Amen. We love you. God bless you.